gear up and I I don't know. I don't know. I know it's been one of those weeks, man. You yeah. Know, where it seems like, wow, everything that we tried to do just didn't really work the <laughs> way we hoped it to. A lot of news. I'm going to go over that. This is the pre-show where we talk about what we're going to do on the show. Uh, did anybody do anything? Does anyone else have a segment one? I feel like I should ask before we get in there, is anyone going to talk about anything extra that they did? Because I watched uh, a couple all of the, things. I watched all the stuff that I did this week of any interest is not comic book related. Oh. so Not even nerd related at all? No. Mm. Sorry, I did no. go to Free Comic Book Day yesterday. But... Oh, how did that oh, go? Yeah, how did yeah that I did go? that also. Well, well, you guys can talk about that in segment one. Yeah, oh, we can wait, do that. That'll be quick. Uh, news. Okay. There's a lot of news. All right. But, but it's mostly Batman related. So we can... And Robin. Okay. Because after... And this is a little tidbit. After Tinyan leaves November, Batman is actually leaving Gotham. Okay, that's like the new arc after Fear State. Batman leaves, and the rest of the Bat family fills in the gap. So they really went out into that. Like, we got Robin as bisexual. The uh, Batman yeah. is over half of DC Comics November titles. There is Captain America Iron Man, number one. The book Robins was announced by Tim Seeley. Uh, Robin and Batman, number one, was announced from Jeff Lemire. And this Dark Knights of Steel, which is like Batman back in medieval times, was announced. I mean, it is Tom Taylor, though, you know? It is oh, Tom Taylor. Sure. And he does excel in those sorts of stories. I just don't know what else we would fucking say except it's Batman Medieval Times by Tom Taylor. And then <laughs> I Danny, mean... And then Danny DeVito is writing a Penguin comic for the uh, wow, 80th that's anniversary. But then I've got like a page and a half on just Substack. Oh, yeah, we could talk this whole time about That's what I'm that. asking. Should we just skip all this stupid – because I got nothing to say about all this Batman and Robin stuff. It's just – I mean, well, it is I mean, what it is. We can do, like, the highlight reel version that's of it. I feel like there's stuff to say. But... That's basically it. They exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. We're going to got a shit ton of Substack. Uh, I do have some, uh, some Transformers news after a double dose of Mountain Dew news. Oh, Mountain Doodoo's. My stomach is already churning. Uh, and then, yeah, a weird top three because a lot of these books were just trash. I actually have so, more notes on the bottom three dishonorable mentions than I do good books this week. So, Well, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. But I actually Don't hadn't heard about it. Actually, I hadn't heard about Jeff Lemire writing a Batman book. That actually yeah, it's might called be Robin and out. Batman. It's, it's, it's only three me. issues. I think it's one of those prestige black it label is. books. It is. Still, Jeff Lemire gives that a cursory glance, if nothing else. Exactly. Oh, sure. Exactly. Yeah, if nothing else, we're going to take a peek. So, did you got? Well, all right. Then we'll just fly through all of that Batman. Fly Robin right through, stuff sure. Real quick, and then uh, and then we'll get deep into Substack. So anything else? Anybody have anything else to add? What if is on the list? Nah, man. I, yeah, what if? What if I, is I, I on think the we list? Got, I think we got a full week. It is, man. I mean, this sounds easily like an hour's worth of material already. Oh, so, man, it's going to yeah. be a lot. I got hammered on Friday and Saturday. Good for you. Should not have done that. Bad for you. I felt great in the morning. It was actually the night. I drink good stuff. I was drinking scotch. You know, 12-year-old. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Oh, so it's like... 
sophisticated. I'm sophisticated hammer. hammer. Yeah, 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 sophisticated okay. hammer. <laughs> hey, so, that's that's the better alternative. I yeah, man, I'm classy. I'm classy. No such thing as too much class, as our good friend Tim Lasso <laughs> would say. <laughs> uh, my lady actually got me uh, a bottle of the Glen Levin 12 year, and it came with a bottle of the 14 and the 15, like a little bottle, like an airplane bottle. Uh, and the 15 was good, but the 14, whew, it's double-aged in sherry casks and then in cognac casks. Oh, so it picks it's up got, those, it yeah, picks It's up got a flavorings. wild flavor, man. It's wild. I it's don't so know weird. enough to know whether or not like that's super impressive, but I do appreciate Actually, that there's... it kind of is. They're, they're going through... A, I don't care, David. But they're going through <laughs> a lot of effort to do it, and I appreciate yeah. that for you. Yeah, they're putting in a lot of effort. It, they're putting it, in a lot of effort. It is possible for you David, to take a jab. To go to an explanation, I beg <laughs> yeah. you not to. Well, I'm not giving you an science. explanation, but it is possible right. for you to take just you know plain water and put it in a uh, a barrel that was had like Jack Daniels in it, and it will have a percentage of the alcohol just yeah. absorbed through in the water. Yeah, so, and the flavor. Yeah. So that it's that's where that's what that's about. But it's not a good idea to do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. We're right on time today. Always on time. Are we? Are we really? Are we? Sheer fucking hubris. It's true. Okay, old lady. It's true. It's true. How dare we? How dare we? Episode of this geek in comics out where I get degrees comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Adam Normal Taylor, aka David. How's it going, gentlemen? Pretty well. What's going on, right, man? Uh, we're gonna talk about. I guess everybody but me went to free comic book day. I didn't go. Oh, weird. Uh, it was just I, Taylor and I. Just I watched uh, Reservation Dogs on FX. I actually watched it on Hulu. This is Taiki Waititi. It's just about some kids who live on a reservation. And their struggles as native kids. It was fantastic. It was a funny, really good show. Uh, yeah, watch it on Hulu. Uh, and also, Friday night, the comic book bullies, along with Gabriel and I think Gabriel's cousin. I don't know. Gabriel's a friend of the show. Uh, they played Friday the 13th, the game. Uh, if you don't know how this game works, it's sort of like a co-op. You know, everybody jumps in. And then at random, one person is Jason. And then the other folks are obviously, you know, camp counselors. Oh, or so it's like it's like a zombie mode. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But Jason's got his own unique powers, and the players have their own things they can do. And like for example, you have to get gas, a battery, and the car keys, and then you can start the car and you can leave. But uh, it was hilarious. Leroy had never played it before, so he became <laughs> he became Jason at one point. And oh no. I had no idea what he was doing. It was hilarious. I had a great time. So, yeah, that's what I did this weekend. What did you guys do? Free comic book day. Taylor, you went. Free comic book day, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's the same as you would tip, yeah, expect if you've been there before. But, um, was it busy? It was, it it was, was fairly busy when I went, yeah. Okay. It was fairly busy. It was less busy than it has been previous years. It wasn't, Obviously. you know, 
super packed, but it was definitely busy. Well, More between like in the shop. yeah, between pandemic fears and it, a lot of people probably not even realizing that they had moved it this year sure, in the first place. Sure, it, sure. Yeah, but um, I entered for a raffle, which I haven't heard back from yet, so I guess I didn't Me win. Too. But uh, oh. assuming that assume that you didn't win, yeah. I yeah. always assume so. Yeah, that's yeah. The nature I, of the even as even before you play, you know, I'm, I'm not going to win this. Yeah, uh, there cool. and you know the the free comic book day books. They are what they are. Um, I will say a couple shout outs. There was a stray dogs one, stray dogs oh, one this year. Nice, which is a good one to pick up because it was they literally give you the first issue of that book for free. Oh wow, that's the best seller. Yeah, the best way to so, sell that book. So you know, yeah, if you have not away. picked up that book. I mean, this is a free issue of it for you. Nice. And then the only one of the big two that I wanted to talk about was the Avengers one with Jason Aaron. And that's yeah. just because it's showing us where his new arc is going. And it's the underwater. Doesn't it have underwater Avengers in this? Oh, it, For a panel, yes, it oh. does with Captain Atlantis. But it's showing us that Whack. Marvel is going Whack. DC again. You know, we're having another multiverse war, and the the last page stinger for this issue is actually the exact same last page stinger for Infinite Frontier this week from DC, where uh, Avengers reveals a new multi-dimensional Masters of Evil. Oh, I saw both of that. Yes. Right, right. Infinite Frontier shows a brand new Injustice League incarnate or whatever. Yeah, like a multiversal so, injustice yeah, league. It, yeah, yeah. So both, both big, the big two are both doing the exact same thing right now. As always, as always. As always. Well, that's interesting. Those are all available for free, I think, on Comicsology. The Marvel and DC ones, the free. Comics oh yeah, ones? yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Let's get into the news, y'all. It's a bunch. <laughs> a bunch i don't know if we're gonna be able to keep up all right robin came out as bisexual uh this was who tim tim drake it is tim drake yeah this happened in uh batman urban legends number six uh, i'm fine with it yeah i'm fine with it uh this really is not a surprise if you've been reading batman urban legends but nobody is reading this book exactly other than me exactly. um but this whole storyline it, it's it's a three been a three part storyline, so you you kind of knew from the first part where this was going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not that surprised. Me Tim neither. Drake, honestly, he's kind of been the Robin that's been left behind recently. Uh, every Robin's kind of had a shtick or a thing, and yeah. Tim Drake is kind of not. So I don't know. I guess this can be his thing now. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Or at care. least a thing for this issue. I mean, it's fine. Who cares? It's great. It's awesome. He's a teenager. Experimentation. I mean, honestly, yeah. this is the last. It's the last time that Tim has been like in the news cycle at all. In the last time exactly. I can remember, you know, right? Yeah. He's done nothing for yeah. like ten years now. That's fine. Representation matters, and that seems like you know okay. But in another yeah. way, it seems like oh wow, thanks for throwing us Tim Drake. Whatever. It it kind of it kind of feels a little bit hey, like Tim Drake. Like, the best Robin. Oh God, don't know. I don't know. It feels. It does feel a little bit like like Iceman, maybe like I like ten the years Man ago. One. I liked, I liked that one. I like Bobby coming out because he's like his younger self came and he had like this inner realization through examination of his younger self, and I think that 
is kind of how it organically happens in real life. And mm. it, I kind of reflected well in fiction. I haven't been reading Urban Legends, so I have no idea how organic or fluid this whole thing was. But anyway, moving on. Dark Knight's Domination. Batman makes up over half of DC's November titles. So out of the 91 solicited monthly titles in DC's November 2021 solicitations, these also included some December issues that they were soliciting early. 54 of them are Batman comics, Batman spinoffs, or feature Batman in a guest appearance. I'm not sure if that counts. And I'm not even sure if that... I mean, Batman could show up and it not be in the solicit or on the cover of the book. You know, so it could be even more. And that may have happened before, but I don't think there's anybody denying that. Damn. We are at point bat saturation. Yeah, there's a lot of Batman, y'all. I mean, you've been using that like image of the Batman army for as long as I can remember already, you know? Yeah. So they, everyone has finally caught up to what we've known for years. There's too much Batman. He obviously sells, right? I mean, or they wouldn't be uh, obviously. They yeah. wouldn't do it if he wasn't selling. I mean, yeah. I ain't it wouldn't it. make sense. I ain't buying it. Uh, they did announce, and we're flying through this, Captain America Iron Man number one of five. It's a mini. Derek Landy and Angela Unzueta. It's uh, Alex Ross cover, obviously. November 24th. A government agent turned Hydra provocateur stages a daring breakout on her way to prison, attracting the attention of both Iron Man and Captain America. When Steve and Tony realize they both have a connection to this free fugitive, they team up to track her down, only to discover she's not the only player on the board. Well, there you go. Sorry, that's all there is. There's nothing. I just, I, there was no other news. Terrible. Robbins was announced again. Doesn't doesn't have the best Robbins, so probably not going to pick this up. No Damien. No Jaro. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't that Damien right there leading the pack? No, Jaro is the best Robin. He's all right. Uh, this is Tim Seeley, art by uh, Baldemar Rivas. Actually, kind of like Tim Seeley, uh, so I'll, sure. I'll probably pick this up. Yeah, I will probably pick this up too. Actually, uh, I don't know. I like <laughs> if there's only five of them. I mean, yeah, he's fifty in the top fifty percent. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a true fan favorite title with the votes to prove it. This book was that round robin. Remember, they had yeah. this thing where you had to vote. It came down to this one in the Suicide Squad, and this one won. So. There you go. Moving on. Uh, Batman and Robin has been announced. Jeff, or pardon me, Robin and Batman. Get it right. Announced. Jeff Lemire, Dustin Nguyen. 40 pages, hey, six been, bucks, three. They've been killing it on image over at a cinder. Oh, oh yeah. for sure, for sure. Prestige, uh, Raphael Albuquerque's got a variant. It's November 9th. The world's first sidekick is just starting out at the side of Batman, struggling to find his own path from personal tragedy to being a superhero. It's an intimate look at the first growing pains of one of the leg- of the legends of Gotham City in this gorgeous 40-page prestige format title. I will be skipping this. I don't care. I think about- I might actually check this out. I mean, what's awesome. the price point on it? It's six. It's uh, six bucks. Forty pages uh, in that prestige format. Yeah, it's always that prestige format, six bucks that always. Yeah, that's that's turning me off, dude. I, I really like that creative team, and that premise does sound like it could make for a good story, especially in Jeff Lemire's hands. So, I will at least strongly consider getting this. When's it out in again? November 9th. Yeah, I'll I'll 
I have a lot of time to think about it, I guess. Exactly. I'm not, not exactly. certain, but I'm leaning towards a maybe right now. Yeah, and I'm sure the preview pages are going to be gorgeous. I'm sure those aren't going to turn me off. I'm just not what excited is, about an early... Never gorgeous. Right? I'm just not excited about an early Robin story. I don't know. Why does every fucking Batman character need their own book? Why do I need to know every intimate detail of everyone Batman has ever fucking known? That's every book in DC. It just it's getting to be too much. That even the books that might be great are. I'm just like, eh, you know, I don't know. Well, you can make that same argument with X books over at Marvel. But the X books, it's not. There isn't just an X Man. You know what I mean? There is just an X Man. There's multiple X Men. There are so <laughs> many mutants. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, those were not great this week either. The X books. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, this is actually really cool. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel. I will be picking this up. It's basically Game of Thrones meets Batman. Batman with medieval flavor. Tom Taylor and Yasmin Putri. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a rewrite of the DCU with medieval flair, basically. Love that. Uh, that's a nice cover. That's beautiful. Uh, and Yeah, there's a lot of covers. Go back to the character movie. sheet cover that was really cool actually oh, okay yeah that yeah. was pretty cool yeah that's rad dude yeah and so they're, they're, like... they're probably gonna do that with all the characters because that's obviously superman you know and they're gonna do it with all of the justice league medieval so cool yeah and it's tom taylor he works best like when he's outside of main continuity He'll probably be I think. good yeah i'm all over it this is the only book in the solicits from dc this month that actually felt appealing to me uh, and then finally, Danny DeVito. <laughs> I don't even know why I have this. I mean, this is how it's far. Danny DeVito. Uh, what did I just, did I delete something? Yeah, mm -hmm. there it is. There it Danny is. fucking DeVito. Uh, he's writing a, a penguin story. Let's, go, let's move on. Substack. Okay. While you slept, the world changed. All right. Everything you know that was good about comics is now dead. I'm just kidding. Uh, the market's got to evolve, right? Everything's got to change. Uh, so what is Substack? Substack is pretty easy to get a handle on once you understand what it is. It is a newsletter platform that allows people who use it, who send out newsletters, to monetize sending out those newsletters. So basically you subscribe to a newsletter and they send you shit that you are going to enjoy, in theory. So back in June, Amazing Spider-Man writer Nick Spencer, he was put in charge of an initiative to conscript comic book creators to the Substack platform. And this week it happened in a big, huge away, way. Apparently. Yeah. Um, it is worth mentioning, before we get into any of these details, right, that Substack is notorious for having some major problems. Right. All right, Taylor? Yeah, I'm just trying to fight against the lagginess by maybe turning my video off here. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, there's a question of whether this model that they use makes them a media website, right? Now, there is the talk of social media, you know, being that. You know, not just a platform, but the way they're doing things, like... If you go and find a publisher, you have to adhere to certain rules. You take on mm -hmm. certain responsibilities for the people that you're publishing. 
So if they go out and pay these people and then they publish to Substack, Substack takes a responsibility under certain, you know, restrictions, under certain rules. But what Substack is doing is giving these people grants, right? So it's kind of a loophole where Substack doesn't have any responsibility for what is actually being published on their platform. So, and this, you know what? Facebook and Twitter do the same fucking things, only they call it cross-promotion advertising with NPR and those videos and shit they put on there. But they're not really a, technically a platform. You know what I mean? A publisher. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it also has come out that Substack not only allowed uh, like transphobe, alt-right, uh, pr- other prejudiced opinions on their platform – but the same way that they gave James Tiny and the Fourth a grant and others grants to come to their platform and work, they gave people who they knew were transphobe, alt right, and were prejudiced to come to their platform. And Substack does not reveal who they've actually given money to. James Tiny and volunteered that information, just to be mm-hmm. upfront. So in reply to this, a lot of the comic book creators who have jumped onto this Substack platform because dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, have said they're going to donate some or all of their proceeds to charities, right? Yeah. So I'm sorry. That does not balance out these fucking scales, all right? This is a big media company, a big technology company playing newspaper who's trying to get over the rules that are in place so newspapers take responsibility for the shit they publish. And they're letting them get away with spitting venom into into society. All right? That's the and problem then, with like a lot of them, the more newer uh, social media platforms. Yes. Though. Yeah. Uh, so basically, this is Patreon. Kind of, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's but gotta, this it's is big yeah. news, though, because, you know, pretty much all the established creators are leaving the big two. They're going the yeah. Substack route, which, yeah. um, you know... it. We've been saying for years the big twos needed to pay their creators more. They needed to pay their creators better. They needed to give them better rights. Yeah, all, good, all kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, right. And, and this is kind of what happens. It's it's kind of what's going on now in the labor market now in the U.S. Where you know if you don't pay these people, they go and they find their money elsewhere. Exactly. So and, it seems like it's about seven bucks a month. That's the average. You know that you're going to pay if you subscribe. There are free tiers where you can still follow everything they're doing, and learn what you're missing out on in the from paying you know seven dollars. Uh, Jason Aaron has one of these. He don't charge nothing for his, but you don't get nothing either. Tinyan has said that he'll probably put out ten pages every other week of new content. But he's also going to put developer content in there, promotional content. You're going to get access to stuff early now you know, I, merch and things like that i have a question yes is, I, is, i'm open to questions because i is know the seven dollar is the seven dollar subscription the base can a creator go higher or yeah, lower yeah they can go okay. higher and, i don't know i haven't seen anything lower and it is seven dollars per creator right or yes that's okay. the thing a lot of these creators all jumped out in the first week and were like hey follow me 75 bucks for the year and i'm like all of you like all five of you you know that I would maybe follow. There's only one that I would actually that I'm actually seriously contemplating. Who's that, Hickman? And, yeah, we'll talk about him in a minute. We'll <laughs> uh, so yeah, 
So it allows. Well, let's go ahead and talk about it now because that was my big takeaway from the news was selfishly, I care the most about this potentially cutting short the X Men run. Well, and I mean, that brings up a lot, right? What I was going to talk about the way this went down in the first newsletter James Tynion sent out, he said, DC Comics offered me a great contract exclusive for three years where I would continue to write Batman, which is the most popular comic book on the planet. And he said no. So it's got to be a big deal. It's got to be huge. You know, the contract he's getting, the freedom, you know. Or the money or the money that DC offered up wasn't as much as the money he could potentially make with Substack. Or he just wants that freedom. You know, no editorial, no promotional problems. He can talk about his shit on his terms whenever he wants, however he wants. He gets to keep whatever he makes. He gets to keep whatever he wants. They can't just take his Batman right. shit and because, throw it up because on Because he, he's been making character after character for Batman in his run, but he doesn't get to keep any of that shit. They're going to use Punchline. They're going to use uh, Clown Ghost Hunter. Character. They're going to use those characters eventually, even if it's just animated. Those characters are going to get used. Um, so I am inclined to believe it is the principle of the thing for a lot of these exactly exactly because he's quitting his social media too he announced that this week see i don't know if i like that one though because all you got to do is follow his free tier and you get all the information that he would be putting up on his social media he said he doesn't like the social media algorithms he doesn't like not being in control of yeah the but i'm not i'm not gonna go join his free tier so And again, I'm hearing that a lot. I'm hearing that a lot. Just out of principle, people are hating this because of the way it's sort of changing how comic books are. It's making comic book writers the product instead of their actual products. And I mean there is a good argument there. Uh, But basically what Tynin has done is he's taken every step of the comic book creation process from early development – through all the way to promotion and selling distribution and monetized it where he is the only dude making money. The pu- there's, no pub- there's no publisher. There's no social media hurdles. There's uh, only him and his artists. That's it. That's awesome. I know, man. It's hard for me to say, oh, man, what an asshole. Damn, dude, if you can make money doing that. He was bragging 3,000 subs at the end of the first week. Dude, at seven bucks a pop, yeah, that's that's some money that's you can take ball in the bank. Of money. That's ball of money. That's ball of money. That's not even counting his other shit, which is still going to go on. His current creator own shit, uh, Department of Truth. Uh, what else he's got? Something's killing the children. The nice yeah. house on the left. All those are going to keep on. I'm going nice house on the, the lake. lake. Out. Nice yeah, house. Nice on the house lake. on the lake. Yeah. All right, so let's get into some specifics. Snyder has a comicsology deal. So he yeah. ain't doing nothing. He ain't publishing nothing through Substack. He's actually doing comic book writer classes. Which seems like a much cooler idea. Uh, Tinyan, uh, yeah. Batman ends at 117 for his run. That's in November. Joker with issue 14 runs until April. And he's got no plans to write anything else in the future. He is doing a book called Blue Book, which is about UFOs with Michael Avery. Oh, Project Blue Book. Yeah, Project. Yeah, it was Project something, right? Yeah, uh, it's Project Blue Book with like uh, uh, Heineck in it. Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna also push 
like, oh, he's also going to talk about behind the scenes look at his Batman run, including details on 5G that was not. That's kind of fun. Uh, again, Scott Snyder ain't doing shit. Saladin Ahmed, uh, who is uh, currently the, the Miles Morales writer. Mm-hmm. He had a great run on, uh, what was it, Black Bolt? Was that his book? Yeah, that, that was, was a great his, book. That was a book a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, his, the biggest project of his professional life, Copper Bottle, which is actually an imprint. He's doing his own comic book imprint. Really? Through Substack. And this will be the first book uh, drawn by Dave Acosta with colors by Walter Pereira. Uh, Sean Lee is doing the letters. This is going to be fall exclusively to subscribers on his Substack. So will this, be, di- creators- will this be digital or will there be a physical? All right, let me, let me. That's a good question. All of the creators that we're talking about right now who have said they are releasing stuff on Substack have also said they will eventually release these in print. Because they want to still support, you know, the stores and the traditional readers. Okay. That's fair. We just don't know when the eventually is going to be. Yeah, we don't. And and what if this fails? What if in six months Substack's like, oh, sorry, we're we're Yeah, what if this is like a a Quibi thing? You guys Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Quibi sounded dope. Little five-minute things you could just watch in traffic or in the elevator. I never watched any of that shit. No, man. I'm also Uh, curious if... uh, they already have like publishers lined up to be physically printing stuff, or is that something they plan on still working out? Because if that's yeah. still up in the air, that could be a real logistical nightmare that they have not started on yet. It know? could be, not, yeah, it wrong. could be like Dark Horse might take up the printing duty. Exactly, that's the Dark thing. Horse would totally do it. They're gonna wait and they're gonna test the waters. They're gonna see how successful these books are, you know, through this Substack, you know, endeavor, and then. Dude, I'm sorry. If Hickman, or, or, these are top guys. You know, these are top creators. Yeah, that is worth pointing out that if these guys can't make it work, no one. Nobody can, can exactly. make it work. I, I would think that if they have just a little bit of success with these through Substack, who that, knows? There might be like a bidding war to exactly. publish these. They might be bending over backwards to get their hands on publishing rights for these, dude. And they have all the leverage. Everything is already done. All you're doing is sending them a PDF. You know, even the promotion by that point is done because you've already generated the hype for your subscription service. Exactly, brother. Exactly. So this seems to be an apocalyptic survival style series. Uh, Chip Zdarsky, who is still going to be continuing all of his work that he's currently doing, including Marvel, including uh, Stillwater uh, at Image Comics. This is going to do public domain. It's about a family of comic creators wrestling with their greatest creation and the people who lay claim to it it's a look at the industry through a fractured family and will feature a comic book artist nemesis named brian stegman uh I, i'm on I'm, I'm in i i want that book really bad is it that enough sounds... for, is it enough for me to pay to get it you know what he's wanting it's that... seven bucks i don't know that sounds that sounds uh, all like, a lot I... like the uh bill and batman or batman and bill <laughs> oh yeah right Sure, sure. Uh, he's also going to bring the second volume of Captera, uh, his image series with Kagan mm-hmm. McLeod, uh, which hey, is so a good series. David liked that series quite a bit. Something I definitely want to clarify. Um, is this like $7 for each of these creators I would be wanting to yes. follow? Okay. Yes. That could get really expensive really Really good, expensive. Man. The first week when all five of them, you know, the main ones that we're talking about, came out and said something, I was like, Jesus, man, I can't pay uh- 
they wanted 75 bucks for the year. Like, it's a deal. And I'm like, no, it ain't. Anyway, Scotty Young teased I Hate Fairyland uh, and also brainstorming and art sessions, which if you can watch, you know, see shit like that with Scotty Young, that would be freaking amazing. But the big one, Jonathan Hickman. Uh, man, he already released some behind-the-scenes the stuff. It's called Three Worlds, Three Moons. I, this is a terrible picture because of the way it is. It's really long. Man, Mike it Del is, Mundo. It is a, yeah, it's a company formed by Mike Del Mundo, Jonathan Hickman, and Mike Huddleston. The idea behind it is what we are calling a concept universe, a place where, from scratch, a universe of stories, characters, places is built, and the readers have full access to engage and watch it unfold. Basically, what he's doing is creating his own sci-fi shared universe. That's awesome. And he's going to walk you through the creation process. It's like if you got to hang out in George Lucas's head while he was, you know, doing Star Wars. Uh, but it's well, more probably than that. more Gene Roddenberry than yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that would be great if you weren't residing in my head. It's still my <laughs> ideas. Uh, so the short version is: we had a plan, then we found a much better one. We're locking in the details now, but it's going to be something you'll never that you've never seen before. It's not just a physical gift or a comic. It's something that will give you a sense of what kind of story we're telling here and help you understand your part in it. Uh, and there's like all rewards. The books are going to be in print. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know. It's a shared continuity universe with two of his ex-books writers, uh, Excalibur and Ten of Swords writer Teeny Howard and sword writer Al Ewing, as well as Catwoman Swamp Thing Justice League writer, uh, Justice League Dark writer Ram V with artists Mike Del Mundo and Mike Huddleston. Also with graphic designer Sasha E. Head. You know Hickman's always pulling in the graphic designers. Uh, Sasha E. Head worked with Hickman on Decorum, which was one of my favorite books of last year. Uh, so again, it's a concept universe, uh, like a concept album, where all of the individual characters and stuff we create together add up to be a be part of a much larger whole. I mean, it's hard to explain because it's just... Fucking Hickman going off the way Hickman does on Hickman stuff. You know, there's no way we're going to understand it. At this point, you're either all in on Hickman or you're not. Yeah. I kind of feel, so, yeah. feel like it. This mm -hmm. is the part that got me. Al Ewing has designed the various religious systems of each world and moon. Oh, gosh. Teeny, Teeny Howard has created a magic system that is, frankly, going to blow your mind. Oh, no. Ram V has done us the great favor of designing an economic model, both black <laughs> markets and white, for the universe. This is like motherfuckers making a Dungeons & Dragons campaign, yo. It is. Oh, I'm my gosh. Yeah, kind of. I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm, all, out. I'm all for it, actually. I, I want to pay this dude seven bucks a month. This guy in that world. Get my seven bucks a month. I mean, this is... This sounds... Like, it's either going to be, like, the most amazing thing ever, or it's going to be a complicated fucking train wreck. Uh, or both. Maybe both. Maybe both. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, I thought about this. I thought about this hard when I was drinking Saturday night last night. This might be the, <laughs> this might be the most excited I've been about anything happening in comics since, like, Image. Really? Thing. Dude, this sounds amazing. It does, amazing. It does, it does have that vibe. Why did you mention that? Because, yeah, this is kind of like the – this is more image than image was because right? now this is like direct 
drip line, right? From creators to anyone who wants to throw them seven bucks a month. And not just the content itself, not just a finished product. You're going to be in on it from the very get-go. You know, everything from development through artists and going back and forth. Hickman has really said that he wants to go out all out with this and make this a fan-inclusive thing, which, again, is very fucking weird for someone like Hickman, who does not like to get on social media, who does not like, you know, doing things in, in the context of, of fan interaction. But this is sort of one-way interaction. You know, he can just give everybody what they want and then he doesn't have to fuck with anybody saying, you know, talking shit. Man, I'm stoked for this. Yeah, I think this is really going to get seven bucks. Seven bucks a month. Well, you're also, you know that Hickman's only going to get the diehards. Seven bucks a month. Only the diehard people are going to go out and pay this. Dude, he's bringing in Al Ewing, Teeny Howard, Ram V. I know, Mike, but still. Moon, that is quite a murderer's row of talent. It, it, that I mean, is. And it's just a playground. It's literally a fucking sandbox where he's like, let's let's do what we were doing at X-Men without fucking Marvel editorial breathing down our necks. Right? Yeah. Isn't that this? Isn't this his space shit from X-Men? Well, that's an interesting point to all of this. Mm -hmm. Are people going are people gravitating towards the creators or are they gravitating towards the characters? Because as great as all this X-Men stuff has been. These are characters that are beloved icons that have been around for decades. He's working within create a compelling context. And that is its own challenge. Yo. I'm not saying he's not up to it, but it will be interesting to see, you know, are the fans ultimately more concerned with the people writing the comic books? Or are they more concerned with the intellectual property itself? Exactly. You know? Exactly. That is that is the big question, and, and I think what you're saying is sort of a. And this is the ultimate stress test to that very question, sure. you know. And I think what you're saying is sort of a microcosm, but the macrocosm: can comics survive without the big two? Maybe not survive, but maybe can comics thrive in an innovative and new way? Have comics evolved the beyond the big two? Exactly. Maybe that's, that's an interesting question. I mean, DC for a while now has really seemed like they are struggling to get by this creatively could, could creatively, this kill them? If nothing else creatively if nothing else man yeah even even marvel and i'm gonna get to it in the context of the defenders later defender seems so whack dr strange doing what he's doing on the heels of well maybe not on the heels but we know they're coming the dark hold book coming which we know is dr strange centric and a book called the death of dr strange it it seems like Things going on at Marvel and things going on DC at DC for two comic book publishers where their biggest perk, the biggest thing they got going for them is that they're a shared comic book universe. Their universes don't seem very shared. Outside of Batman and outside of X-Men, everything else just seems to be going on in its own sort of thing. Own yeah. little pocket. Yeah. And that's, that doesn't, that's not cool, man. That's not cool, especially when there are much better books out there that are doing the same thing. You know, if I'm just going to read about a guy doing stuff outside right. of it being important to a larger universe. Like if you if you just want to read, if you just want to read a really good comic book superhero connected universe, read Black Hammer. Despite, yeah. despite the unteens being kind of subpar this week. Yeah, Black Hammer is a great shared universe. But yeah, unbelievable. Unteens. Sorry, anything else on 
basically three worlds, three moons. Keep that in mind, guys. Three worlds, three moons. Uh, it, it's it's gonna I, be. Insane. I'm not willing to pay seven bucks yet, but keep me posted. And I'm, I will. Yeah, I think I'm this will be. Tier. I think this will be a. I'm going to wait a couple of months and see how people like it type of thing. Oh man, look at that! That looks so great. See, I'm stoked. I'm very excited. Look but I guess that. that's another question that's interesting is can these creator-owned things withstand the weight of people waiting before they commit to it, you know? Well, and you say that Tinyin was bragging that he had 3,000 subs in the first yeah. week. Well, and they, and they already enough. have grants but, anyway, so they yeah, already, they have, already have grants anyway, so it doesn't yeah, matter. True enough. True yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. The big thing of the week outside of comics, but still comic-y, uh, was What If, episode one. Uh, my quick review. I loved it. I thought it was great. It took me a while to get It's a lot of fun. To- it yeah. took me a while to get used to the animation, but once That's, I did... I like the animation style I was on this. board. Yeah. That, the that animation was, was a big like strength you. here. Well, the animation style, it did take a minute to get used to, but it was a major strength overall, I think, because you can show superheroes doing stuff that they haven't been able to show in like live-action movies, like Captain Carter just like throwing cars around, you know? Yeah, stopping yeah, a, a bus little, for their It was shoulder. a little weird at first, but once it started getting into the action, it really, really uh, kicked into gear, and if you the watch, animation really made sense. If you watch any anime that's done CGI, like the recent Berserk series and a few other animes, yeah. this is right up that alley. It was it like, is. you know, instantly I recognized this, and I was like, oh, this is much cleaner than that. My my yeah. only main complaint for this series was the Watcher is a terrible crypt keeper. He made no puns the entire time. Ah, <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but but really, but really, can he make puns? Yeah, he's yes. Just, he's just allowed to watch. He can't pun. <laughs> uh, Shumagorath sighting. Yeah, I pronounce. I was wondering if that's who that was. It yeah. had to have been. Who else could it be? You know, it had to be. It had to have been a named character. Yeah, it, I bet if why, we put they on use the, a named character. I know? bet if we put on the subtitles, it would have said, you know, Shumagor's roar. Uh, but yeah, overall, uh, it, it's a good show. Uh, yeah, I am I mean, definitely on board for this. I feel less invested in this than I do in the other shows yeah. they put out so far. But it is fun, and there's nothing wrong with something being fun. You it know? doesn't feel like it uh, even is something you could rank with the rest of the D-plus shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. It almost feels ancillary. It almost feels like Loki 1.5. Kind of. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I it mean, is this is yeah. of Loki, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, this is everything Loki made happen. But hey, <laughs> if they are going to try to tie all this shit together, maybe that's the final episode of the season. Like, Loki's like, hey, Captain Carter and characters introduced in these other episodes that you've seen. I, I, let's I form the Exiles. Called, you know? I yeah. hate it that they called her oh, Captain Kale, Carter the whole time. Me. Why didn't they call her Captain Britain? She was Yes, Captain the... Britain is a different character. I know. Probably they're trying called... to burn that bridge before they actually introduce the character. <laughs> they I don't want to have to pay Claremont. I honestly don't off. know if they ever oh, used they, Captain Britain. Oh, they didn't have to give him that five thousand dollars. Well, she <laughs> she did tell she did tell the guy, you know, Captain has a nice ring to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, that's dope. Uh, we'll watch another episode Wednesday. And I mean, I oh my gosh! The did you guys ever watch like the last episodes of the 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 Clone Wars series where it had Ahsoka and uh, the Clone Legion going to Mandalore? Yeah. Uh, that Luftwaffe scene is so yeah. much like that. Oh, sure, sure. It is incredible. Yeah. I love that. It's a great show. We'll talk about more next week. Let's do food news. Mmm, yummy. Okay. Let's... 
It's a double dose of Mountain Dew. They're bringing back Voodoo. Ooh. Uh, for a limited time. It's Voodoo 2021. It's like a guess the flavor sort of thing. What is distortion? I don't know. I think it's on your end. Uh, but the more important news is... Oh, the hard do. Oh, gosh. Uh, hard it's a, water mountain. It's a goddamn wine cooler, and you know it, you sick son of a bitch. Ah. So there you go. Bartle and James. Yeah, Bartle and James. Seagrams. Uh, what were those terrible commercials? Zima. Zuma. Zima. Oh, Zima were delicious. <laughs> but they had terrible <laughs> commercials. Shut the guy mind. in the fedora. Uh, let's do a quick moment. Of- it's actually my favorite segment of the show because it has my favorite thing. They announced a uh, a Voyager Perceptor. Yep, I love still getting some background on. Is that the the eighty six Perceptor? Uh, it's an it's a SS eighty six. It's a uh, uh, from it's like a movie masterpiece, but from the animated movie. Uh, he does have a different blast effect, uh, but it is the same modeling as the other one. And his tank mode is actually legit. They are you know admitting that he is a tank. So uh, we get a sweep. Yep. Not not scourge. It is scourge. It's a brighter blue than the original Scourge, and it has a different blast effect, as always, uh, which is rad. But the big one, the big one. Oh, Leader yeah, Starscream. Coronation Starscream. Mm-hmm. With the crown. And With a cape. Crown. Definitely have to get this. And the cape. Oh, yeah, this is on my list. Uh, it's a partial of the Earthrise Starscream with a new extra bits, and, of course, it comes with a throne. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, I, I can't I can't wait to get this. For realism's sake, would you have to have your Galvatron figure just like stomp on him the second he sits down? Or? Oh, just kick the shit. Bad comedy. Yeah. Bad fucking comedy. What if it's bad uh, comedy? And also a late edition, uh, Eagle Moss is kickstarting a Transformers chess set. Now, chess is uh, classic, and uh, that just means old and boring. Uh, but it's cool. Have they never done this before? No, not, huh. not Eagle Moss. That seems it's like just- low-hanging fruit to do, like... Autobots versus Decepticons chessboard like that. Yeah, you know, it's uh, being it's being done through Kickstarter, so that's a good way for them to gauge interest in this. Exactly, it's already gotten some good hype. Uh, just search it out on Kickstarter. <laughs> they made Starscream the queen. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did. <laughs> Come on, man. no child of mine is gonna grow up to be a truck. Damn it, this is my Starscream. Uh, anyway, uh, they do have some lower tiers where you can get like a single piece, which is kind of weird. Uh, but this thing is not cheap. Six hundred bucks and up for a full set. There are higher tiers where the fucking hell. Wow. No. no. Thirty-two pieces though. I don't the, care. That's absurd. Is this made out plus of gold? Board. This is like paying for a new hey, no, like no, current chess, generation chess console. That's an absurd amount. If if you're not into the chess hobby, chess chess boards are expensive. Yeah, chess pieces Eagle are Moss uh, does a lot of these. They have a Marvel one and a DC one, and it's like a a, a collect a piece. Like every mm-hmm. month, a new one will come out, and eventually, you know, you'll have the whole set. But does the six hundred dollar price chart was in correlation to the rest of them? Uh, yes. It does. If you, if you look at all the pieces at twenty bucks a piece times, you know, thirty two plus the board, yeah, it sort of, you know, ranks up pretty pretty good. So, uh, no guess on when that'll be available in retail, but I'm sure that's where it's going. So, uh, all right, we're up to top three, gentlemen. Man, I want that Starscream so bad. Wow, thirty two. If they're twenty dollars for thirty two or twenty dollars for a piece, and there's thirty two pieces, that's already over six hundred dollars. Yeah. 
So really, quite the savings, I guess. Oh uh, yes, yeah. that. But that's just the figures, not the board. So yeah, that is, that's. A... <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, God. no, I'm well, kidding. Well, it's still certainly definitely. too expensive. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Like Taylor said, it's a fucking PlayStation, dude. Yeah. I got to delete some of these pictures. I'm going first this week because I want to bitch for a while. About how terrible all of this week's books were. I hated everything this week. Man, I, I'm glad that apparently that Defenders book isn't very good because I didn't pick it up this week because they only had the Rob Liefeld cover. Left <laughs> and I, I couldn't do that like, to myself. Can you imagine Rob Liefeld on Substack? <laughs> oh, dude, he'd probably make some money. He probably would. He'd probably make Rob some Liefeld money. has his fans. He does have his fans. I'm not he's one got, of them. He's got he's to gotta, uh, fund that habit somehow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was a, a pretty average week. Uh, Batman '89, dude, I got halfway through that book and put and tossed it. I just, I just don't give a fuck about Batman '89. Taylor and I were talking about it in the shop. It's what just was a it? cash grab, man. Bra- Wednesday evening. Nostalgia. Yeah, that's that's all DC is now is nostalgia. It was terrible. It's another Batman book. Uh, I have yet to get pick up any of these like set in whatever year uh, Batman books. Like I didn't do like the Adam West Batman book. Yeah. I didn't. I had no interest in the uh, Richard Donner Superman book, whatever that is. Yeah, I'm not um, minding that shit anymore. And yeah, not interested in this either. So, uh, and then I'm going to talk some shit I, on what I would think would be books that you guys would have on your list. Unbelievable Unteens number one. Man, I wanted to like this Black Hammer Universe book. I just couldn't do it. This is yet another Black Hammer book where no one can remember shit. Oh, except one person can remember shit. <laughs> And that person's a dead ghost. Let's fucking repeat. Uh, X Force Twenty Two. Same. Problem. As opposed to an alive ghost. Yeah, he's got a weird power. His yeah, power he's kind of like being a ghost. Uh, uh, X Force number twenty two. Okay, we get it. All right, plant terrorism and beasts and asshole. Shit, yeah. or get off the fucking pot with this same repeat story. We get it. Uh, yeah. Defenders number one. It's a five issue miniseries, but man, it's such a slow burn. It was fantastic art, great design. Yeah, but it's man, actually my number one this week, dude. It felt so. Pre- it felt pretentious, dude. Doctor Strange is summoning these people with tarot cards and shit. It was like, what the fuck? You've activated my trap card. Superhero book is this? I don't, I don't. I didn't like it. And plus, what I mentioned earlier about the Dark Hold and death of Doctor Strange. I'm going to um, tap for mana, dude. That's right. It, it felt like he was tapping for fucking mana. I only got enough for Silver Surfer and this uh, Immortal Hulk cast off, who nobody really cared for anyway. Uh, anyway, Avengers Tech On is my number three, I guess. Jim Zub and Chamba. You didn't sound so... It was a solid debut issue. It could end up being really great. It, I didn't like this... give this a second look because I think that's a stupid name. Uh, that's fair. Uh, it, it has you this great... Mecha what the skull. fuck does Tech On mean? I it's don't like even a know Japanese the... thing for put your tech on your body, you know, wear your uni- uniform. That's all Iron Man does. Why does he need like a special spinoff for this? <laughs> so anyway, what happens in this, right? It's like an, an, uh, an Elseworld sort of, you know, retelling. They beat the shit out of Thanos. The uh, Infinity Gems are turned to dust. But Red Skull finds them and takes away everybody's powers. Oh, I have seen the film Ruby and I know what yeah. this dust does. Exactly. I mean, uh, doesn't that do nothing to Iron Man? He just puts his armor back Exactly. On, right? Iron Man had no ch- no change, right? Right, okay. But it was cool. It had this moment where Red School said no more powers and like everybody was all, you know, fucked up. 
Uh, so then they all get, you know, suits. That's the last page. Okay. Uh, this is the red skull they're using. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, oh, okay, it's different. It's trying something new, right? He looks like a dragonborn. He's like a dragonborn. It's a good, a good way to put it. Uh, but again, it's like a Japanese take on on their manga sort of take. Like, look, this is the spider. One of the panels of Spider Man. It's like Chamba been waiting his whole fucking life to draw Spider Man just in this one panel. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous, and the art throughout, you know, is this style, and I really liked it. So, and it was a terrible week for comics. Adam, what was your honorable or dishonorable mention? Shit on something. I it's don't, easy I don't, this week. I don't really have any honorable mentions. Um, it's a terrible week. My number, yeah, my number three is, I guess, X Force number twenty-two. I, I have my same complaints as you, man. Yeah. Like this book needs to either shit or get off the pot. I get it. Beast is an asshole. Plants get, bad. I get it. They're plant people. <laughs> yeah. And man. they have a they have a knockoff swamp thing now. Manslaughter. Uh, manslaughter. That's a yeah. dope name though. It's a dope name. <laughs> man's laughter. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's better than man thing. Um yeah, right. <laughs> right. Uh but but yeah, uh this was just a standard issue of X Force and yeah. in a very light week, I mean I guess it was good enough to be That's... in my top three. I, it almost made mine too, even though I was like, "What? Didn't I ever read this?" It, it does feel like yeah. I've been reading this same issue forever. Yes, yeah. X Force needs to get somewhere. This is, I think, we're running into the problem of the everything being connected in X Men. You know, with the Hellfire Gala slowing everything down. Yes, Ten of Swords yep. slowing everything down. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Uh, Senor Davi. Ah, yes. Hola. You don't have a lot of honorable mentions, do you? Come on, man. No, I will, say, I, I, I will say that I was a little disappointed with the uh, unbelievable unteens. Thank um, you. Until the one character, the ghost boy, shows up, I didn't realize that this was a Black Hammer book. I just thought it was just written by John Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, gosh, this is, this is not, this is this not, is not what I wanted. Not it's great. not great. Yeah. Uh, uh, the two honorable mentions I got this week is uh, Silver Coin number five, which we finally. Number two. I'll talk about it in a minute. When, when we cool. uh, we get the we kind of get the origin of yeah the the Silver Coin yeah and it's set in basically a Salem Winston 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 uh, Salem, Salem Massachusetts Winston yeah, I'm Win I'm can't trials. whatever yeah. move on yeah other honorable uh, mentions. Uh, Fight Girls number two. Yeah, was uh, right. Beautiful art, a lot of monsters uh, running in a desert. You got tremors, you got uh, big scorpions, and Sand you got worms. a big turtle. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and we we're getting into a conspiracy now because uh, the investigator yeah. from the Cat Fancies magazine is trying to figure out the story behind this Blackwater girl. Number three. Number three is going to be Daredevil thirty three. Dude, that's my number one. Ah. It's awesome. Just, it's just a whole lot going on in here. We we it have is. we have bullseye clones. Bullseye clones. A, what? We, which is which is a bad idea to begin with. Yeah. Now that you have more than one, look at that and fucking a, art. Man. Electra just is trying to fight these guys, and you know they have a history, and now there are more than one bullseye to fight. Yeah. Uh, Matt Murdock as Daredevil has taken over the prison. <laughs> he just on wants a throne. He's on a throne and he wants Cole North. I mean, yeah. oh shit, a whole lot is happening in this look book. Look at the detail. Just look at Oh that. yeah. All right. Now this is Chip Zdarsky writing, Marco Cicchetto doing the art. But man, special shout out to Marcio Menez 
look at that color work, dude. That oh, is yeah. just oh man, the way his reds and blues are fading, but fading like into each other on this. Oh, it's beautiful, dude. But beautiful it was, book. It was a well done book. I was really tickled yep. with it, and um, I'm. I'm glad I picked it up this week. <laughs> yeah, Electra's. It looks like Electra going to get an Iron Man. Uh, possibly. Very stoked to see that. Yeah. So yeah, great book. That's my number one in a crappy week, man. The mainstay, probably pound for pound, ongoing Daredevil. Maybe this Immortal Hulk is ending. Might be the best book. You know, because Avengers is kind of all over the place and weird. If you just want like an honest to goodness, great forward superhero book, Daredevil might. Be like the best going on right now. So there's all my books. Go ahead, Taylor. <laughs> all right. Uh, no honorable mention this week. Um, Solid. For my number three, I picked Hardware, number one. It wasn't bad. It had never... an important thing to say. Yeah. Um, the artwork, I ha- it had like a nice edge to it, which I thought was appropriate True. for this book. Um, the sequencing could be a bit better. It was sometimes hard for me to tell like what exactly is supposed to be happening in this given scene. But um, I still think that this was a pretty solid start. And this probably would be an honorable mention most weeks, but slow week. Yeah. No, that's a good choice. I read it. It was solid. It just – I just don't like hardware. I'm just not a fan of the character. I knew nothing about him going into this, right, but right. yeah, whatever. Uh, my number two was the aforementioned Silver Coin number five. Michael Walsh doing writing and art here. Again, Salem Witch Trial, the origin of the Silver Coin. Uh, just a great ending to this first arc. Uh, oh, yeah. It was Chip Sadarsky, Kelly Thompson, Ed Bryson, Jeff Lemire, and we wrapped up with Michael Walsh. This has been picked up for a second arc. It's going to be Joshua Williamson, Ram V, Vita Ayala, and Matthew Rosenberg. Damn, dude. dude, what? This guy knows how to recruit, man. Dude. So, yeah, in this book that's like a weird He's anthology. giving uh, Nick Spencer a run for his money, sure. honestly. <laughs> uh, in a, for a guy, for a book that is like a weird, unique sort of take on an anthology. Typical anthologies are the same writer, different artists. Uh, this is the same artist with a, just a who's who of writers all in this theme of the silver coin. Yeah, it's a great book, great idea, and man, I'm really glad it's successful. So, yeah, that's my number two. Adam, number two. Uh, all right. Um, On the clock. This is a very light week. <laughs> I want to preface that before I pick my number two. Just uh, say it. My number two was Children of the Atom. Number oh, that's actually my number two as well. Oh, wow. Um, I will say that it had a very heartfelt moment in it where Gimmick came out with her mom, or with her whole family, which came out during a good week where everybody was being an asshole about the whole Tim Drake thing. So sure, I, I thought sure. I thought it came out at a decent time. Yeah. Um, but but it, that was a nice little heartfelt moment, and that's what X-Men have always been about is exploring real real world things using mutants as analogs um but honestly like children of the atom it's kind of been a waste of a time for me Um, overall they couldn't make me give a shit about these characters that was the problem i found myself giving a shit about them no by the end i do not expect them to ever show up again okay i do not particularly care if they ever show up again that's fair but as a like slice of life about kids who are trying to come to terms with themselves like it having you know, struggles with identity, which, you know, is a natural part of growing up. It did a good job with that. 
it, right. it does end with them realizing they need to stop pretending to be somebody else. They need to be yeah. who they really are. Yeah, so this being a metaphor about kids, like, you know, trying to become themselves. And in a lot of the book here, looking in the wrong places to do that, I thought that was a pretty well-executed metaphor. If you, This is the type of book where you're going to have to go in knowing what you're in for. Because it's exactly. not, like, yeah. it's not going to tie in with much of anything else. Um, it's going to not have ter- necessarily bad action scenes, but not, you know, particularly compelling ones either. Yeah. But the issue before this had a couple of two good two page spreads, you know, of sure. Sure. But, but yeah, you're right. This is Overall, a coming of age yeah. story and it does well with that. It was really the scene with her coming out to her family that she's a mutant that sold this issue. Yeah, I disagree. If, if I liked it, did it not, with her it did and Buddy. Not I liked her with the friends as well. Yeah, end. dude, yeah. her and Buddy, especially when they sort of came out to each other. Yeah. And I, I guess I leaned harder into that and felt like what they were trying to do was I, – I, again, I'm not really exactly sure what this book was trying to do. Taylor makes some good points about it being a coming of age and having these ideas and finding yourself and stop pretending to be other people and things like that. But – in another way, it felt like this weird hero worship, and they were trying to tie it into the LGBT community in a way that I felt was kind of offensive and stupid and wrong for them to, to do it like that. And maybe it's because I leaned harder into, and I thought it was a very touching moment when, I don't even remember her name now, but the main the lead in this issue anyway, and Buddy you know, sort of had their, they were arguing at the beginning, and then they sort of made up. And then Buddy was like, you know, I was jealous of you. I get that in the context of the hero worship. But then they took it all around to her parents. Like she was coming out to her parents. And her parents were like, oh, we we know you're, you know, gay. We know it's all good. I, I don't know. Well, that wasn't so, what she was coming out with, though. She was exactly. Out exactly. Stuff, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, again, I'm not in that community, so it's hard for yeah, me. Yeah, that is judge. not our place to judge. Exactly. Exactly. And- uh, and the community is not, you know, monolith. Exactly. Different people will feel different things reading this. Sure, you know? sure. But for me, yeah, I, I wasn't able to take that that away from it. And I wanted to. Again, I thought this book had some potential in the, you know, the vein of the hero worship mm-hmm. and Krakoa being what it is now. But it sort of lost that direction for me later. But. Well, whatever else you want to say about this book, I thought it was very consistent. I think oh, it told the story it wanted to tell. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it had it a direction and it, it went, it went yeah. with it. Yeah, it might have actually been a little late. I think it would have been better if this came out during uh, Hellfire Gala. You know what I mean? It feels mm-hmm. like it was a little It does late. feel a little I think, after the moment. Yeah. I think we're going to have to get used to, like, it, like, especially since these arcs seem to be broken up by these big X events, yeah. looking at them while we subtract the big X events sometimes, you know, like, you're right. Like with that X-Force book, it's broken up by Hellfire Gala. And maybe that's how we should look at it moving forward is fucking ignore Hellfire Gala. Right. Right. Uh, So that was Adam's number two. Yep. Dave. My number two is a book called Capisi. Capisi. Capisi, the dragon district. I mean, this sounds terrible. Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> basically, That's a so mob bad. enforcer has been tasked with uh, eliminating or removing a dragon that has landed in Greenwich Village. 
Right, that's uh, all you need to say. Yeah. He, and I'm giving away his number one up there, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ed, the, the book does a lot of world building in it. It kind of gives you a, a brief history of that there was a truce between the dragons and humans. And then along comes... Uh, this is set a, in modern day? This is set in modern day New York City, Greenwich Village. But and, and where's the dragon come from? The Just dragon, the dragon comes awakens. from a place. No, the dragon comes from a place called uh, the Clans of the West. It's an island that's like Avalon or something like that. For oh, dragons. so it's like Monster Island. Yeah, but the, apparently several hundred years ago there was a falling out between the humans and the dragons, where the new king basically uh, reneged on an oath to leave the dragons alone and sent armies to kill the dragons. And now this dragon has showed up in modern. Uh, Greenwich Village, yeah. uh, demanding that a descendant of the knight that led the armies be given to him so he may extract vengeance. Oh, and it's upon the hitman. Uh, we don't know if it's the hitman yet, oh, but the hitman be. has been tasked with removing the dragon. That sounds good. And the dragon has said that he will burn buildings. What's the publisher? Who's publishing that? Aftershock. Oh, cool. That's cool. Uh, but the dragon has said that he will basically, he's going to be burning, uh, burning buildings in Greenwich Village until somebody produces this. And this descendant of this uh, knight. Cool. But there's a lot of world building going in on there because we, we get huh. to meet the mob enforcer uh, very early on, and he's like telling these guys that are kind of looking to set up, like, I guess a, a, a corner for some nefarious reason mm -hmm. to get out. And he's like, Yeah, this is Mrs. Jones over here, and she walks her dogs, and this is so and so, and that's a daycare center. And he's like, I just happen to be, you know, <laughs> the permits guy. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Sounds fun. Oh, here it goes. This dragon is back to get his cut of the action. <laughs> Eli. Thanks for stopping by, Eli. Talked about the Friday the 13th game. I really dig Eli's uh, avatar there. Oh, that's from that art. That yeah, that art that they were talking about last week. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, number one. I think you already said it. I did already say it. Uh, technically, they're supposed to be on my number two right now, but that oh, was, is it? What you, I that, was that was Children of the Atom. So we oh, okay, about it. Yeah. yeah. And my number one was Daredevil. So, yeah, we're up to. I think you and Adam my number, one. number uh, one. Yeah, my number one is I. I kind of gave it away earlier. It's Joker number six. Oh. Uh, Tinian and Gilliam March. Um, this was just an okay issue of Joker, but it was by far <laughs> the best thing that I read this week. Uh, the first 10 pages of this is straight up uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, um, there's uh, like a Leatherface character. Oh, man. Uh, it would have been here. great if the Joker was the Leatherface character. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. Uh, he already had. There was a. That's the reason why I'm saying that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the. Uh, the big thing here was Jim Gordon is going over to Europe to try to find whoever did the whole A Day attack on Arkham. Oh, they're um, still. I forgot. I keep forgetting that was a thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he's still trying to figure out who's, who's trying to do it, but he's just doing a whole bunch of inner monologuing while he's walking through France. When is Jim Gordon um, never doing inner monologuing? Right. Yeah, and, and it's really good inner monologuing. The he's city. doing a lot of talking about, uh, you know long-term relationships disappointing people in those relationships to the point where they don't even get disappointed by the disappointments anymore nice um sad sack stuff like that uh but it's really good hey what are you doing are you making drawn art something uh, like that <laughs> yeah. joker probably still would have been in my in my top three regardless but it probably yeah. would not have been my a number it's like one a solid book you know you're calling yeah. it out every time it drops i still haven't gone back after issue one and read any more of it 
I don't know if there's a point with all this Tinian stuff with him I leaving know. now. It's ending now. Dave. Ah, my number one. Number one. Uh, is uh, issue three of Six Sidekicks of Trigger uh, Man, I hate this book. I've decided. Oh, I man. I don't like this book at all. They they go to recruit the – or they go to recruit the uh, only uh, – female sidekick and it yeah. turns out that she is pretty badass mma fighter yeah she she uh and she cleared up a lot of things and now they <laughs> she gets drunk and it's funny she yeah. fights so what do you like what do you like about it oh I, I love the artwork kyle starks does great artwork in this yeah uh it's got a lot of good like sequential art where she's fighting people and in a ring like you know when we when we uh go to X, when we watch the first x-men movie and you know logan's fighting in that in that yeah, bar ring uh, bar yeah. fighting ring yeah. it's very similar to that but there's just a lot of great sequential work that's just going on where she fights somebody and then we uh ran against the humor man it's got a humor to it I know then that's she, what you she's like, like I don't she like gets it. a she gets drunk, and it's just it's just a great sequence of her having like margarita after margarita, and yeah. her her speech get yeah. gets slurred and it's reflected yeah. in the the text bubbles. Yeah, um, I mean it's and, solid comic booking. Oh yeah, and it, there's a lot of a fan. there's a lot of great interaction between these sidekicks now that we have the whole team kind of partially assembled. Uh, we got the wheel man. We've got two really good fighters. We've got the brains. Uh, we got the smart Alec. And it, it's just it's just building to this thing where they now they have a direction because they figured out who the three Samoans are working for. Yeah, yeah. But it, I it's dropped just, it after this issue. I love this. It, it's just not for me. I, I'm just I'm a real big fan of Kyle Starks, and I I'll probably continue to read this book. Good. We end with Taylor and Defenders number one. Yeah. Um, the art alone definitely makes this the number one for me this week. Um, Javier Rodriguez does some phenomenal page layouts. I really love the way he's positioning people. And no Rob Liefeld, right? No Rob Liefeld, but he still manages to do pretty all right. Um, There's a page where uh, Dr. Strange has just poured a cup of tea, and he's drinking the tea, and the steam coming up is the panels. Yeah. It's very, very well done. And, uh, yeah, the art is – Top notch, top notch. And I did like the story itself as well. Uh, call it pretentious if you want, because you're a fucking asshole. I did. But um, <laughs> this was a follow up to that Marvel number one thousand that came out. God, I guess it was like two years ago now. Longer than that, man. Everybody's, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been a minute, yeah. and it definitely would have helped this book if it had come out much more quickly after that. But I liked that, and I remember it fairly well. So sure. I am glad to see it picking up with that. It is kind of bothersome this book is giving you a lot of homework to do before you kind of get into it. Like, they also talk about something that happened in that Iron Man series that's out right now, which I have not read, but yeah. I guess I can roll with it well enough. But sure. this was a first issue. They are assembling the team. Well, there's the tarot... only five issues. It's a short run. It's a short yeah, run. so let's bust out the fucking tarot cards, get everybody magic <laughs> to the goddamn room, That's and let's just get what fucking did. going. We don't it have time like... for a goddamn recruitment mission. Untapped. So there's draw. no so there's no haste, and they all have summoning sickness. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna play my Silver Surfer. I'm gonna play my Immortal Hulk backup monster, and I'm gonna play a Doctor Mar- Strange. And like, okay, so lately they try not to lean into this, but historically, Doctor Strange is a fucking Deus Ex Machina no, you're to right. get the goddamn right. story moving along, and that's exactly you're what they're right. doing with him here. Uh, I don't like the mask 
Massacre, or whatever the hell. I love the idea. And that was where all the whole Marvel number 1000 thing. If yeah. you don't like that, there's nothing I can say exactly. that'll make you like him. So just exactly. agree to disagree on that. I think the character's interesting. I'm intrigued to find out who he really is. So that wasn't a problem for me. We 100% agree on that art, though, man. It was a, a yes. masterclass um, in how to create. Because this was such a slow too. week, that art alone was going to make this my number one. But I did actually like the writing as well, which I guess we will disagree about that. Who else is on the team? There's the who is uh, the Hulk person. Well, we got uh, the Master Raider, Doctor Strange. Apparently, uh, uh, Red She-Hulk is going by Harpy now. I didn't realize that, but um, that's Red She-Hulk Harpy. That's uh, that's Betty Ross. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's Betty Ross. Yeah. And then there's uh, Silver Surfer. I think Silver Surfer, said. obviously. Who's and, that um, other person? Someone named Cloud who I had never heard of before. Apparently it's a pre-existing character, but it was from a story I do not know. Exactly. But yeah. I am okay with just fucking rolling no, with too. it. me too. Me too. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> I said, this book does have an annoying amount of required reading yeah. in order to understand all the references. But they do well enough, like, getting you up to speed, I think. Yeah. It's Fuck you, Gomer. Uh, dude, I'm not shitting anyway. on your pick. I'm not shitting on you picking it. I am shitting on your pick, but I'm not shitting on you picking it. Whatever. All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We really appreciate it. Uh, man, we actually got out of here earlier than I thought we would with all the damn news we had to talk about. It's because there was nothing to talk about comic book-wise. I know. It, it, dude, for real. For real. You know when David only has two honorable mentions. Uh, anyway, uh, check out everything else we're doing, especially the Comic Book Willies podcast. They're recording tonight. That should be really fun. Uh, they had an awesome stream over the weekend that, that you should go back and check out as well. That's right here on this Facebook channel. Uh, go and check out all the other stuff we got going on at OutrightGeekery.com. We got links to all the stuff we're doing, even our Patreon where you can give us some money. Maybe we'll get a Substack. Dave, you're going to start writing up our Substack every week? I don't know. $7 a month, and you can get... Man, we can't even pretend like we're worth $7 a month, man. Don't even. Hey, don't underestimate us, man. You are overestimating us. Uh, yeah. uh, Greatly. <laughs> but, yeah, we got other stuff going on here. Uh, come back tomorrow night for our 7 o'clock preview show. Man, there is some great stuff dropping next week. Some amazing books. That's the stuff I, I've been waiting for for forever. So. Come back and check those out. Uh, yes, but thanks of all, most of all, to these three jokers for hanging out with this joker. Oh, you're welcome. We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Mm-hmm.